Hey loves, I didn't hear from anyone last week, so I decided I'd like to talk with you about a set of novels that have had uh, a major impact on me and my understanding of BDSM relationships, bondage, domination, uh, sadism, and masochism. And I don't think that... uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it, and then hopefully some of you will get back to me and we can get some questions going. Basically, I think that the Fifty Shades trilogy, Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, uh, and followed by two subsequent novels that give you the author's view from the male's point of view, helps us really get at some understanding of things that I, for one, think are very integral to any relationship. I say that because sometimes, well, all the time probably, who we are today stems in large measure from early childhood experiences, or for some, it's an experience that happened later on, but that had a life-changing impact for one reason or another. Usually, though, it's from early childhood experiences. The Fifty Shades trilogy really emphasizes that reality. I read the first volume, Fifty Shades of Grey, and I was really taken with it, and I found myself reading it over and over and wondered why. And I I found that I missed the characters, I missed the dialogue, and so I continued to go back. And then there was a subsequent novel, and then another one. And so it was the same thing for me, missing the characters, missing the exploration of the communication and the trust issues and the risk-taking and the permission-giving, all of which for me said, there's a major story here of evolving. Yes, it's sex. Yes, it's graphic. But Underneath that is this emerging sense in this young woman, sense of who she is and how she is and why she is and what she's willing to do and what she's not willing to do. And it's an exploration of a very tormented young man who, because he's drawn to her initially for all the wrong reasons and because she confronts, she challenges, he's, I I can't say he's forced to make adjustments, but he finds himself wanting to make the adjustments. Again, to me, it speaks to the, the sort of trials and tribulations that we go through in a new situation with someone as you explore likes and dislikes, you you explore histories and secrets and what's important to each of you, and you explore sensually and sexually. And depending on where you are in your life and where your partner is in his or her life, that takes on a journey all its own because if it's new then that's one progression if it's seasoned then it's a question of out with the old and let's make new memories and what's different this time with this person and what's different because of where you are 
in, in your life. Are you a young person? Are you a midlife person? Are you what they're calling now an aging person? I particularly have issue with that because I think age is just a number, but still. So in all of those stages, there could be new things, new explorations, new risk-taking. And, and so it's an adventure. And what I just love about this is, is that for women to see this person, the young woman, engage in something that has all the taboos you could want. And yet, she enters into the relationship on her own terms, not exactly sure as to what's coming, but because of her feelings about this man, her, let's call it what it is, her attraction to this man, she's willing to step into this world that she knows nothing about to try because she wants to please him. But she doesn't give up herself. She doesn't give up her ability to make decisions for herself. And so those are the elements that I think in any relationship are are critical to the growth and development. I know in the first time I didn't read the emails because I didn't think they were important. But the second time something struck me with one of them and I started reading the emails carefully and I thought, holy goodness, look at all of this. This is communication skill sets evolving as they tested each other in terms of language and double entendres and nuances and meanings of words. And I'm going to tell you, if you read it, the emails are just as entertaining as the rest of it and and helps you, to be honest, helps you understand what's going to subsequently happen, the challenges and the the risk-taking, those kinds of things. Um, I, I just think that it's a very special situation. And what I liked about the second two, the first three, Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Darker, Fifty Shades Free, are told from the woman's perspective. The next two, Grey and Darker, are from his perspective. And it's not reiterating. It's not reading the same thing over. There's an entirely different everything when you read those last two from his perspective. So now we have an understanding of why he's saying what he says, why he does what he does, and how he's feeling about encountering this woman who is challenging and interesting and mysterious and new to all of this. And, And he's enthralled and frustrated and angry. And yet he stays with it because there's something about her. And we know from reading the first three that there's something about him And so we get a full circle, a 360 of their relationship and how it develops. And I I just think that 
in any relationship, it's, it's just so important to have that foundational stuff, the trust, the candid, the open, honest communication, no secrets, the ability to take some risks sometimes to try something new, to, to risk talking about something different. Let's say that you have graduated from the usual and both of you are kind of interested in what else can we do? And so one of you maybe suggests using some sex toys. And so there's that journey of discovery. What sex toys are available? What do we think we want to try? Why do we want to try? And how will we use them? When will we use them? And then there's the good old-fashioned ego that may get involved. Are you saying that something is wrong with me? Am I not pleasing you? No. The whole point of the toys is to enhance is to do additional stimulating, to allow for additional creativity, shall we say. And and if you do it right, it can even prolong the building of the sensations. So again, if the communication is good and the willingness and the, the risk-taking and then the permission All of that can lead to a very satisfying, intimate relationship. It can lead to a satisfying sexual relationship and certainly bespeaks a relationship that is built on some very important foundational things. I'd like to read just a bit from The Fifty Shades of Grey. That would be the first volume to give you a sense of what she begins to kind of get involved with. Here we go. Pulling my hair behind me to my surprise, he starts braiding it in one large braid, his fingers fast and deft. He ties it with an unseen hair tie, and when he's finished, he gives it a quick tug so I'm forced back against him. I like your hair braided in here, he whispers. Hmm... Why? He releases my hair. Turn around, he orders. I do as I'm bid, my breathing shallow, fear and longing mixed together. It's an intoxicating mix. When I tell you to come in here, this is how you will dress, just in your panties. Do you understand? Yes. Yes, what? He glowers at me. Yes, sir. A trace of a smile lifts the corners of his mouth. Good girl. He, his eyes burn into mine. When I tell you to come in here, I expect you to kneel over there. He points to a spot beside the door. Do it now. I blink, processing the words, then turn and rather clumsily kneel as directed. You can sit back on your heels. I sit back. Place your hands and forearms flat on your thighs. Good. Now part your knees. Wider. Wider. Perfect. Look down at the floor. He walks over to me and I can see his feet and shins in my field of vision. Naked feet. I should be taking notes if he wants me to remember. He reaches down and grasps my braid again. 
then pulls my head back so I'm looking at him. It's only just not painful. Will you remember this position, Anastasia? Yes, sir. Good. Stay here. Don't move. He leaves the room. I'm on my knees, waiting. Where's he gone? What is he going to do to me? Time shifts. I have no idea how long he leaves me like this. A few minutes? Five? Ten? My breathing becomes shallow. The anticipation is desouring me from inside out. And suddenly, he's back. And all at once, I'm calmer and more excited in the same breath. Could I be more excited? I can see his feet. He's changed his jeans. These are older, ripped, soft, and overwashed. Holy cow, these jeans are hot. He shuts the door and hangs something on the back. Good girl, Anastasia, you look lovely like that. Well done. Stand up. I stand up but I keep my face down. You may look at me. I peer up at him, and he's staring at me intently, assessing, but his eyes soften. He's taken off his shirt. Oh, my, I want to touch him. The top buttons of his jeans undone. I'm going to chain you now, Anastasia. Give me your right hand. I give him my hand. He turns it palm up, And before I know it, he swats the center with a riding crop I hadn't noticed is in his right hand. It happens so quickly that the surprise hardly registers. Even more astonishing, it doesn't hurt. Well, not much. Just a slight ringing sting. How does that feel, he asks. I blink at him, confused. Answer me. Okay, I frown. Don't frown. I blink and try for impassive. I succeed. Did that hurt? No. This is not going to hurt. Do you understand? Yes. My voice is uncertain. Is it really not going to hurt? I mean it, he says. Jeez, my breathing is so shallow. Does he know what I'm thinking? He shows me the crop. It's brown-plated leather. My eyes jerk up to meet his, and they are alight with fire and a trace of amusement. We aim to please, Miss Steele, he murmurs. Come. He takes my elbows and moves me to beneath the grid. He reaches up and takes down some shackles with black leather cuffs. This grid is designed so the shackles move across the grid. I glance up. Holy shit, it's like a subway map. We're going to start here, but I want to fuck you standing up, so we'll end up by the wall over there. He points with the riding crop to where the large wooden X is on the wall. Put your hands above your head. I oblige immediately, feeling like I'm exiting my body, a casual observer of events as they unfold around me. This is beyond fascinating, beyond erotic. It's singularly the most exciting and scary thing I've ever done. I'm entrusting myself 
to a beautiful man who, by his own admission, is fifty shades of fucked up. I suppress the brief thrill of fear. Kate and Elliot, they know I'm here. He stands very close as he fastens the cuff. I'm staring at his chest. His proximity is heavenly. He smells of body wash and Christian, an inebriating mix, and that drags me back into the now. I want to run my nose and tongue through that smattering of chest hair. I could just lean forward. He steps back and gazes at me, his expression hooded, salacious, carnal. And I am helpless, my hands tied, but just looking at his lovely face, reading his need and longing for me, I can feel the dampness between my legs. He walks slowly around me. You look mighty fine, trussed up like this, Miss Deal, and your smart mouth quiet for now. I like that. Well, gives us something to think about. Maybe next time we'll continue with this. I'd like to hear from you. Poor, pure, pleasure, erotica at gmail.com. I really hope that I hear from you because it's important for me to know what you're thinking. It's important to know if this is interesting to you and if there are other things that you'd like to hear more about. So I'm going to say this is a conversation about Fifty Shades. It's a conversation about relationships, but it's it's also a, a conversation about trusting and, and things like that. And, and that's important in our trying to evolve a way to talk about these things openly. If you're not comfortable with email, you can call me 850-273-8408. You'll leave a message and I'll get back to you, I promise. There are some that have already begun to do that and it's been quite good. So like I said, you can email me at purepleasureerotica at gmail.com or leave me a message at 850-273-8408. And for your added pleasure, try to tune in to the Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. There are lots of great hosts of podcasts with music, different kinds of music. I've told you about some, but there are others. And we're a great team. We're a great family. And you might find something in addition to Dr. Monica's Corner. You might find some music folks that you'd like to get involved with. Take care, my loves. Be safe and well. Till next time. You've got to plug into EPRN. We've got the conversation. We've got the sports team. And our music and entertainment team brings podcasting to extremely new heights. Listen in to EPRN.us. Press the app button on the site and download the EPRN app now. You'll be listening to shows in no time. Take us on the go with you. Our app is accessible on all mobile devices and tablets. Or you can just go to EPRN.us. 
Your listening is worth your time. Spend your time listening to an independently owned media network. Tell a friend and listen in. Exquisite Podcast Radio Network, EPRN. Hello, I'm Dr. Monica Hayes. I'm the hostess of Dr. Monica's Corner on the Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Tune in to Dr. Monica's Corner every day on EPRN. On the weekends, you can relax and catch a matinee highlight match on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays at noon. Highlight is entertaining, fast-paced, and has a deep cultural heritage. We are proud to bring Magic City Highlight to Exquisite Podcast Radio Network.